morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> you serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. Mike's up. That means it's go time, Chuck. Mike's up. Chuck's up. Live at the Great Grizzly Bear, Soulard, Mardi Gras this weekend. The Great Grizzly Bear is at the corner of Menard and Geyer. And the Big Papa Bear Burger Mm, mm, mm. has been served. It's been cut into quarters, and it's still a monster burger. Those are basically four normal cheeseburgers, but we've cut it into fours. True or false? True. Every time it's a normal radio show in studio, Frank can't leave fast enough he actually he actually has am i wrong he has his bag packed he starts packing up his items in his briefcase so the second he's off the air sometimes even before he'll throw it to you then he leaves if we're at a nice bar with some nice cheeseburgers he always kind of lingers a little bit and like wondering maybe there's something that's just about to come out of the kitchen he kind of smells something cooking in, back there just in case love you frank the uh, Papa Bear Burger, what a great deal, too. It's like under 10 bucks. It's a mon- monster burger. Chuck had the uh, Grizzly Balls. Those are pretty good. Fantastic. Buffalo chicken. Nice kick kind to of it. Flavoring. It's a buffalo like chicken a, sandwich basically rolled in the ball. I think the Italian version, was it that Arancini when it's like the rice ball? It kind of reminds me of that. But uh, Frank food, just left. He'd be the guy food. to ask that question, too. Yeah, Frank was saluting the uh, addition of Del Zotto as the key to winning the cup because... Italian. Well, I'll tell you what. We just uh, held Michael Delzato accountable for you. over at Enterprise Center, and he brought up the fact that he's from a fine Italian family several different times. Did you tell him we, we kind of guessed that? Did he see well, Frank yes. there? Is that why he did that? But he said he's very close with his family, and he brought this up because he's wearing number 42, so some people probably say, oh, that's back is his Ooh, number. But I'm a number guy. I know you are. Martin's not going to be happy. I know you are. Too he, soon. Look, wow. Delzato said he always wore four. Four not available, 44 not available. So he said he talked with his brother and his dad, and as a family, they kind of decided on 42. Well, Martin's going to call Army back now and yell at him for giving out David Baxter's number. I don't so know. Soon. I mean, God bless the new addition. I'm excited. I'm cup crazy. But you just got traded from Anna, Vancouver to Anaheim. to You've been on three teams in like a month. I don't know if I can give you David Baxter's number. I'm sorry. I kind of agree with you <laughs> in hockey. I think other sports, it's harder, especially football. Because you have so many numbers. However, in hockey, players actually like wearing 90s and 80s and 70s. So there's more numbers to actually go around. And it doesn't look weird in hockey. I don't know why. It looks okay. Speaking of Blues guys, Blues fans, yesterday I addressed the issue where Strick had a great stat. How they had done 11 of 12 points on those back-to-back weekends where they played tough opponents on Saturday, Sunday, three weekends in a row. And I just retweeted it with great stats, 62 blue. 
guy Chris on Twitter is saying you always make fun of the Blues. You never make fun of Cardinal stats and Cardinal geeks. I'm like, no, we make fun of Cardinal geeks all the time. You make fun of me. Anybody whose stat <laughs> is a little stat heavy, we make fun of. Schaefer. So Frank was talking about Jordan Bennington. And he said, we talked to him this morning, which is great. When the goalie talks the day of the game, it's not like, oh, my God, if he talks to the media, he won't be able to play tonight. That's normally how it works, off limits, right? And I don't agree with that. He did speak today, and he had a little fun with the whole Cheshire in comment. He basically said, uh, media, you understand that was sarcasm, right? I know we, we like to have fun with fun little quips and comments. Because he said the other day, and I think Jeremy Rutherford tweeted it out, that he said the key to my success has been staying at the Cheshire. Sometimes sarcasm isn't picked up easily on social media or in real life. And I feel like Jordan Bennington, he has a very monotone, matter-of-fact style of talking, and I appreciate it. He's kind of like, yeah, guys, that was a little sarcasm. I think it is super awkward when you have to make that. Like if someone doesn't get your sarcasm on Twitter and you have to say, yeah, I was joking. Mark Saxon the other day on the Paul Goldschmidt deep fly in his first at bat said, probably too soon to call him a bust. And somebody responded to him and said, asinine. Why would you even say that? Just asinine. I'm like, uh, that would be an obvious. That person should be removed from Twitter. Can we call up Jack Dorsey and say, <laughs> when these people don't get jokes like this, they need to be removed from Twitter? I would say that and agree with that, except for last week. Oh, no. I tweeted, how can Zion Williamson want to go to the NBA and make tens of millions of dollars and give up on senior night? And some people that I like and really respect also thought that I was being serious. So, oh again, I think sometimes the message is lost. So we had the Cheshire conversation earlier, briefly, and I said, God, I wouldn't put that out there. And I said, as weird as Blues fans are, they're going to show up there. Does anybody disagree with that premise, whether it's two fans or four fans? So the same guy who got mad about 622Blue, in quote, as weird as Blues fans are, they might be waiting for him. Question mark, question you know Cardinal fans are just as rabid as many sports fans and would do the same friggin' thing, always taking shots at Blues fans. This is the same guy that was riled by And I just wrote back, I said, you need to get a hobby. There are plenty of weird Blues fans. We can call up Cam Jansen right now and tell you, I'm sure, a million stories. We can call up David Backus and Kachuk. Some of the Blues fans are extremely rep. Plenty of weird Cardinal fans, too. I've been to the warm-up. I've seen them. They brought Whoa. in They brought wow. in their... Martin is just ripping on St. Louis in general. No. Homemade quilts. Homemade quilts. I tell you what, I'm an outsider, okay? I'm saying if you tell people you stand at the Cheshire, some weird Blues fans might show up. I stand by the comment. Next topic. It's funny you say that because yesterday I check in on the radio, and I'm out there in town and country at Promise Christian Academy. Great event. Vladimir Tarasenko talking with the kids, surprising them, giving out autographs and all that. And when I was with you on the radio, I didn't want to say where I was at for two reasons. First of all, I didn't know who was going to be surprised. I don't know if the parents, the kids, the staff, and all that. But also, I thought about that. Because how many times at Fox 2 will you have a big-name guest on a Sunday? Maybe it's Jim Edmonds, Orlando Pace. There's always the autograph hounds outside of the building. They always will find you or find the 100%. There's a lot of weird sports fans in general. And I can tell you, we did a... Cardinals opening day special the night before the opener and we remember the bridge that was sort of the bridge to nowhere across from Bush State. Oh yeah. It went to the parking garage. It just went up and down and it was like but it was a great setting for a desk. So Ozzie Smith is live with us on a Sunday night at like 1030 and we're there for 20-30 minutes doing the show. We'll be back. You know hey Ozzie never occurred to me 
Ozzy's live on the. We're saying, hey, look, we're live. We're sitting down here at the corner at Bush Stadium. Show ends. A car pulls up. Guy hops out of the car, basically like a moving car. He's got a big old bat and he's running towards us. It's like a scene out of the Warriors. And I'm like, oh my god! And the guy's like, hey, Ozzy, can you sign this? And at that point, what are you gonna say? No, no. The guy's he's coming running at you with a bat. And he's like, I saw you guys were down here. I tried to hurry and make it as fast as I can. So, yes, you're right. That could have easily happened because sports <laughs> fans are weird. And tying it into Strick, it doesn't matter what Strick covers. We pick We make Strick. fun of on Parkway North, the Blues. Yeah, so yesterday I told this guy, pay attention. And today I said, it's always get Strick. a hobby. We do pick on Strick. Yes. So Charlie was holding Tarasenko accountable. And you were the only one there, exclusive coverage of Yana and Vladimir hanging with the kids. And it is, I mean, they're special needs kids. To see them react to him was pretty cool. They were loving it. There are some kids there that honestly were were jumping out of their seat, so excited. One of the teachers, Brittany, was telling me that, so Tarasenko was there last year. And after Tarasenko and his wife visited, that literally every day one of these kids will say, Vladimir Tarasenko is my best friend. Oh. I have a friend from Russia. So, look, also, the Blues, three games in four days. They're tired. I think it's something like 13 games in 20 or 22-odd days. A brutal stretch. And still, Tarasenko, on his off day, goes over there, makes these kids' day a whole lot better. And even afterwards, after I talked to him about the visit, I wanted to get a few hockey questions. And he very politely, as I tweeted, just said, look, I just want today to be all about these kids we can talk about hockey any other day. I just want to focus on me visiting these kids today, which did I you, thought was cool. And did you say, can I at least get a happy Mardi Gras? Happy Mardi <laughs> Gras, everybody. I should have done that. Uh, he was so tired, he didn't notice you pilfering autographed material. Such a lie. That you later put on social media. I'm more interested. I'm not worried about it. You were there. It's all for the kids. Who won the contest, the Ooh. online Because con- your share rocket, which is the social media barometer. Some guy named Schmarley Marlowe won the uh, <laughs> won the. Big, big Jim in Toledo was our winner. <laughs> it's funny you say that because he just DM'd me with his address so I can send him this signed card. It's okay. Rich Radill, and he sent a picture of his kid playing hockey in a Tarasenko jersey. Oh, so now Charlie's going to buy a Tarasenko card and try to copy it and keep the original. <laughs> you know, I actually, I used to collect autographs as a kid. I have no emotional value now to almost any object and I, I used that. to i used to be into baseball cards and autographs and now as i've gotten older i could care less about any of that stuff eddie george bobblehead can i give you one of those value you've Ooh. seen my desk troy smith do i have anything at my desk literally i have nothing i don't even have pictures of my family and i, I should i actually will clean your desk sometimes because you'll just have like old newspapers that are from like three years ago that have no value because i mean mostly it's very plain but there'll be things that you don't even care about i'll just throw them away except for our article of our guy chubbs that's right from kirkwood a good feature story from years ago. Back in the day. Uh, Blues play tonight. It's the Nashville Predators. Doug Armstrong was on this uh, station in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, he also talked this morning. Anything notable that jump out at you, what he said? I mean, I think everybody's on the same page here, that they thought this team was going to be a good team. A little surprised how bad they were. A little surprised how good they've been of late. But on the whole, it's about where they thought they'd be. And he said this stretch is not sustainable right now, of course, of of the win streak that they went on. I thought what was interesting was he compared basically why the Blues didn't do a whole lot besides, obviously, Michael Delzato. He basically said the Predators right now in Winnipeg are in the spot the Blues were in four or five years ago 
where they're trying to add that final piece to win the cup. And I'm guessing if some Blues fans hear that or see that, they might say, well, wait, aren't we in that same spot right now because they've went on this run and what are they, seven points behind Nashville, but but games in hand, they just beat them in a home-and-home. So I I do think some people will read those comments and say, well, why aren't we one guy away right now with the way we're playing from winning the cup? So I can kind of see how Blues fans would be a little disappointed with that. But also, the Blues don't have a first-round pick. What kind of assets would they have to give up to get a a substantial player in return? And because you don't have a first-round pick next year, I think hockey's also kind of gone to the money ball a little bit with baseball. Look at some of the second and third round picks, guys that are contributing. Colton Pareko, third round. Bennington, third round. Vince Dunn, Jake Allen, second round. I think for years we kind of always focused on the first round pick. They had to give up a sixth rounder to get Michael Delzato. So I think without having a first rounder, Doug Armstrong didn't want to sacrifice his drafts in the next couple years. Uh, Question of the day has been answered. Sammy Bleh is back. He's coming back. He was sent this part. Can we, honestly, next time you interview him, can you ask to see his frequent flyer miles? He was sent back. He had the, the big gold in the shootout Saturday, sent back to San Antonio, and then the emergency called him back for tonight's game. So Sammy Bleh is back, in case you were wondering. And the difference between Sammy Bleh and Sammy Tuevalala, that's a nice little drive, right? Four Memphis, hours to Memphis. Sammy Bleh has to get in the plane, yeah, where does it, what's go down the, to San Antonio, turn right back around. You think it's St. Louis to Dallas on American? And then a little jump from Dallas to I San Antonio. I feel like we did this, we and there this was up. an airline that did fly direct. I can't remember which one. Okay. It was a real airline, not one of those like, hey, pay 30 bucks, and maybe this real flight airline. might take you there. Not, and you're not making fun of Wow, which oh, no. was probably a great airline, just oh, had yeah. a silly name. Or the, wow, or the we other one it. that flies out of Illinois, that tiny one. You're, oh, there's some good ones over there. <laughs> your take, though, Martin, because I do In case think my guy Tim Cantwell is listening. For sure. But don't you think the way the Blues are playing, you can certainly make the argument not to mess with the chemistry. But then when you see Nashville, a team you're most likely going to play in the first round, go up and substantially improve. And then I'm just wondering what the fan base thinks, because I could I could see them hearing the comments from Army and saying, well, we might be one player away this year. Is that fair or foul? That'd be a great triad bank. Take it to the bank on the tax line, 855-282-8255. Do you think the Blues will regret not adding some pieces after this great stretch that they've been on? Take it to the bank, brought to you by Triad Bank, located in Frontenac on Clayton Road, just west of Lindbergh. On the web, it's triadbanking.com. We've been telling you about this for a long time, but if you're a business owner, really do yourself a favor and check out their services because if you're looking to get a loan, why not deal with folks who are in St. Louis? They know this climate. We all know getting things done in St. Louis, fair to say it's hard to get things done, kind of slow around here to get things done. It seems like make sure you're dealing with the right bank. That's Triad Bank, St. Louis-based since 2005. That's when they started it up. So the decision makers, not in New York or L.A., they're right here in St. Louis. Also, your daily banking needs, checking, savings, money markets, the Set you up with whatever you need at Triad Bank, which is the sponsor of Take It to the Bank. Also, we were asking Frank earlier your predicted Wainwright line for today. It's his first start of the spring. Wayno will take on the Washington Nationals. Uh, and how about your favorite grizzly or your favorite bear? Oh, man. Favorite Ooh, bear. Walter Payton would be good. my favorite bear of good all time. Good Chris Gardner question right here. Yeah, no offense to him. It's got to be Walter Payton. I like Willie Gold. Sweetness. It'd be Walter Payton. I like Durlacher. Yeah. 
Urlacher. Urlacher. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. What about Grizzly? That's harder. Like, big country. That's Vancouver-era Grizzlies. One of the Gasols. Just, just Zach pick a, Randolph. Probably the greatest Grizzly, yeah. I would think so. You could, say, you could be cute and say Steve Francis. I was going to say. He was drafted. Didn't Stevie Franchise try to not Steve. play there? Yes. Didn't he do everything he could to yes. not play for the Vancouver Grizzlies? Which I don't Grizzlies. get it because I've heard Vancouver, I've never been there, is a beautiful city. And that team, should, I know the Cats is bring the Pelicans home. The Grizzlies were coming here. Chuck's favorite is Mike Conley. Mike Conley, Buckeye. Ohio State. They were coming here. Remember that? Bill Laurie owned the Grizzlies for like a day or two. By Went the way, to the meetings, and it didn't go over so for well. For Derek Gould, nine pitches, three up, three down inning for Adam Wayne. Boom. There you go. Touch that's, 90. That was, that was my prediction. <laughs> Wayno, cue it up for Chuck. Blah, 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 blah. But look, you knew Wayno was going to be in the rotation. I get it if you don't agree with that, but don't the Cardinals always make – the move with the least resistance, the same with options. You knew they were going to give Adam Wainwright the shot out of the gate. And I'm not saying he stays healthy. He might only make nine starts or 14 or whatever it is. Or maybe he goes out there and he underperforms. But you knew they were going to give, obviously, Michaelis, Flaherty, Waka, kind of the same boat as Wainwright. Throw them out there. They're the veterans. If they stay healthy, they're going to be in the rotation. Everybody else, if you have options, even if you're talented, you're probably going down. We saw that last year. Jack Flaherty, remember. Jack Flaherty was at Memphis last year. He had no business being in AAA last year. They still sent him down. The the Cardinals and John Moselock, they always take the path of least resistance. And on a related note, Carlos Martinez today walking around in a sling as reported by Mark Saxon of The Athletic. So we're trying – I think we're at the point with Carlos. Do we have – do we have a little bit of Carlos confusion yes. at this point? Is he a starter? Is he a reliever? Is he injured? Or does he just need strength? Because a week ago, he just needed to build up his strength. If you're in a sling, does a sling appear to you to be injury or strength? It feels a little more injury-related. Oh, new game. Injured or strong? <laughs> injured or weak? <laughs> to be fair, the, old, the old one was what? Injured or bad? Injured or bad. That, injured was, the, or bad. that was the Brett Cecil game. Oh, injured or bad. And then they, well, no, they put you on the DL for 10 days, and we'd say injured or bad. Injured or bad. Because they could hide you on the DL. Or <laughs> real DL or fake DL. And now are we calling it the IL? IL. It's the uh, injured list. The injured list. Injured list. Right. Now, Derek Gould did tweet out that it was a PRP injection Which to help – strengthen now okay. obviously it's okay. it's pushed back another two weeks because last week they said they're going to shut down the throwing program for two weeks it's a week later so now they're pushing it back an extra week um so i don't think it's as bad of a sign as oh my god he's in a sling well i know we've discussed this with dr rick i know the efficacy of prp is not great or at least isn't in question furthermore if i were a pro athlete and people were dependent on me just to mess with the media. Like once every spring, I'd walk out in a boot just to see what people would do. <laughs> and say, I got to go. I got to get my car. And then they go over to Mo. What's wrong with it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We well, just left in a boot. Did he really? In fact, he had two boots. That's like something Steve Klein would have done. And then they say, oh, him? We're not too worried about it. Don't you think this is why, though, they should probably just focus on Carlos in the bullpen anyway? Yep. And, yeah. and we were arguing on Twitter about this last week. This is before this even happened. Last year... Carlos Martinez was injured three different times, three different injuries that were all related on the kinetic chain of throwing a baseball. It was lat, it was oblique, it was shoulder, and he had trouble three different times staying on the mound as a starter. He comes back at the end. He makes 15 appearances out of the pen five times back-to-back. So at least last year he was able to recover five times and throw back-to-back. He had great numbers. He had what? 
five saves and a couple wins and three holds. And that's why I think it just makes sense, especially now with the news of him with the PRP, with not throwing for about three weeks, to just let's look at Carlos Martinez as a bullpen option and, and hope that he can produce for the Cardinals in 2019. Kinetic chain was just used on the heels of efficacy. This is We are the smartest show in St. Louis. Yes. And I have some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Chuck is my guy. And oh, I here we go. No, oh, and I, no. This is a that's bad, always that's always yeah, a bad this preface is first something nasty. Yeah. I don't bring things up no, to make Chuck look bad. No, you I do. really don't. Oh yeah, you besides do. me no. stealing autographs from special needs kids. But uh, go ahead. Remember and, the one time you took a screenshot of your TV because Chuck had a weird face on and posted it to Twitter? No, yep. that that was about the MLS <laughs> or the scarf or something, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Unbelievable this guy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Friend of the show, Andy Banker, oh. has texted in. And he said, how is it possible when Charlie's describing his desk and how he doesn't have many mementos, fails to mention the giant picture of himself. <laughs> and he sent me a picture. Why do you have that? He sent a picture, and it's the okay. giant picture Okay, of Mr. Chuck. Liar. I don't know if I didn't lie. Family, I'm just, but I we're talking about you. Not who, talking grabbed, about, who grabbed the picture? Doesn't matter. You did. <laughs> I was back in the uh, storage. I don't know where I was. And we dug out What a were you doing of, back there, by the way? That's where I keep making my, a resume tape to, to go my, to a bigger market. That's where I keep all Martin? my all my Tarasenko autographed <laughs> items in back. No, I grabbed. They were like glamour shots of me and Chuck back probably ten years ago. It was two thousand eight, I believe, my first year. So I said, "Hey, look, I found mine. Here's yours, and yours is on full display. I think mine is too." Are there more glamour shots? But, I'm wondering if you go to the Lincoln Memorial, they have shots of Abraham Lincoln through the years during his presidency, and every year you can tell the toll that the office is having on him because he looks worse. <laughs> the next one, I'm he's wondering got if for Manhattan. Charlie, for the last eight years, the smile just kind of lowers a little bit, becomes more of just like a straight face. And Speaking then there's of, a thought bubble. Who cares? <laughs> right. Blah blah prep. Blah blues. <laughs> Speaking of Lincoln, though, he really looked bad at the end. Yes, especially. He yes, he did. Oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. 150. Uh, Andy Banker, thank you, friend of the show, Big Bank. I also realize how much older I am than Charlie. Last night we were talking about work, and sometimes you got to just crank it out. Whether there's a five, a six, a nine, a ten, eleven, we love every show more than the next. Sounds like it. And I said, you know, time to make the donuts. And Charlie's like, time to make the donuts. I go, you know, time to make the donuts. And he said, what? That's I knew old, of that. No, I remember the commercial. It's not picking on you. I'm saying that's with an the old, mustache. I didn't realize that that was such a dated reference. And it's the idea that you're doing the grind, the midday grind, and you got to get up. You got to make the donuts. It's 3 a.m. It's time to make the donuts. You got to just do it all over again. Let's look yeah, this now up. Now we get this bread, Martin. Let's look this up. I'm guessing it's about 1990 when I was about eight. Ooh, Let's check on I this. think maybe. We'll really. have it for at the end of the day. Ooh, we just found it. So. Ooh, nice. Double deep tease. You won't want to touch that dial. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna tell you when that commercial. Play. All the shows are breaking down the Blues trade deadline and the Carlos Martinez sling. We're we just gonna did have, that. We're gonna have the info yeah. in time to make the donuts guy. We'll we'll get to those Fenwick <laughs> zone numbers for the Blues a little bit later as well. Appliance Discounters is the place to go for all your appliance needs. They probably got some autographed pictures of me and Chuck hanging on the wall. Sure. Hope so. Any of those six locations: Fairview Heights, Illinois, Downtown St. Louis, South County. Webster Groves, that's the original spot. I love the story. It's Denise, her husband John, her brother Tony, just the three of them, get the store up and running. And now, more than a decade later, there are six locations, South County, Baldwin, St. Charles, on the web, theappliancediscounters.com. And it's real simple. The biggest names in the appliance world, Samsung, GE, Frigidaire, LG, 
Name another one. Bosch dishwashers. Just keep name them all. That's what they've got at the lowest prices. Theappliancediscounters.com. Stop by or drive by. It's Chuck's thing. Driving by. False narrative. Strick's thing is saying he's going to go. But to get a going. free filter. Yes. Theappliancediscounters.com. Their savings are your savings. The food is out here at the Great Grizzly Bear mm, corner mm, mm. of Geyer and Menard. Get yourself the big Papa Bear burger. And remember to text him. We'll get to your favorite Grizzlies, your favorite bears. We're enjoying the food. We're counting it down to Soulard. When we come back, we'll talk it over with Kenny Wallace. Came home saying that he couldn't take it. But it's hard to be a good man knowing that a man's plan is to take what you 